When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on guys? It's your boy Scrub here back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day. I know I am and uh, if you are having a great day do me a favor and press that like button. Otherwise no joke, no scam at all. Literally no joke or scams ever. You will become the Queen of England and then have to fight in a world war where you're gonna have to ride a steed into battle where you will be struck down by the king of Norway, Benji. Yeah, that's right. So press the like button if you don't want to uh, basically cause World War III. I'm sorry. Real talk, what's going on, guys? It is your boy Scrub here on a beautiful Saturday. Hope you guys are having a uh, good day. As you can tell from the timestamp in the corner of this video, it's gonna be a pretty long one, but I know that you guys love douchey rich kid stories more than fat kids love chocolate cake. It's just something that you guys really vibe with. I don't know what it is, but me talking about spoiled kids bangs like, I don't know, a backdoor and a hurricane, and uh, I have to provide content for you guys. That's my job, especially during these trying times, I'm single-handedly fighting the coronavirus with my story times. This story takes place in a summer camp when I was like 10 or 11 years old, you know? My parents had to work a lot during the summer, and whenever my grandparents didn't want to watch me because I was a handful, they would send me to like this summer camp thing at a rec center that was pretty chill. It was pretty fun. There was never... Too much drama there, of course. It was basically just a bunch of kids hanging out all day during the summer, and it was uh, better than being at, you know, a grandma's house, like, watching old TV shows all day, I'm not gonna lie. Whenever I used to stay with my grandmas during the summer, there would be some pretty weird stuff that would go on. Like, they would force me to help them act out, like, these 60 mystery shows. I, I was just not a fan. So, summer camp was pretty chill with me. I vibed with it. It was much better to hang out all with kids all day because, uh, when you're a kid, you just get along better with kids. And the one thing that I will say about a summer camp at a rec center in a major city is, uh, there's a wide variety of kids that pull up, you know? I'm not really sure if, like... Everybody that went to this rec center has uh, good mental health histories or like hasn't gone insane ever since I was 10 or 11 because it's the last time I saw them, but there were definitely some interesting people that would make everyday entertaining. For example, there was this kid that could fart and burp on command and he would burp the alphabet while farting at the same time. And I know what some of you are thinking, oh my god, that's gross, that's ridiculous. And you might think that, but 11 year old me thought it was the funniest thing on the planet and I basically thought he had a superpower, you know? Like, it was up there with Spider-Man for me. Sure, you can have super strength and swing on webs or you could be able to fart and burp on command at the same time. That's pretty impressive. There were some other characters, you know, it was like some kids that would always fight with the counselors who were also just 16-year-old kids. It was kind of a train wreck. It was really 16-year-old kids watching 10-year-old kids all day, but like one 16-year-old for every, you know, 12 10-year-olds. So they're obviously outnumbered, and the amount of people that were just weird in this camp that would do weird stuff was, was entertaining to say the least. So I liked being around it. 
everything's pretty normal for the first couple of weeks of summer and then one day we're like outside in this grassy area and by the grassy area is where new kids would pull up and get dropped off or kids would get dropped off and uh i was there pretty early because my parents had to work so it's maybe like eight in the morning and most cars that would pull up and drop kids off at this like rec center summer camp you know or like Fords or Toyotas, like normal cars, definitely not something you see. And as I'm sitting here, I see a Rolls Royce park in the parking lot, like right by the drop-off center. And I didn't know what a Rolls Royce was at the time. Ten-year-old me was not like, oh my god, that's a Phantom. But you could just tell it was a nice car. You know, it just has this aura about it that lets you know that whoever is driving it is important. I'm pretty sure whoever was driving the car had a monocle, like that's how bougie it was, and I've never understood monocles, okay? Why would you pay more money for half of glasses? Like, monocles should really be half expensive as glasses, so it's weird to me that rich people would want to flex the fact that they only have glasses on one of their eyes. But, whatever, this Rolls Royce pops out, and out hops this kid that just walks with the swagger of somebody that's fired 87 people. Like, this dude definitely goes to his dad's company's barbecues and just fires people that make crap happy potato salad like he just walks with attitude and so he has this dude in a suit who uh, gets out of the car with him walks him up and like checks him in and the entire time this kid is just snootily looking around at everybody else us you know in the field playing and whatever and he's like got this snooty look of somebody that just thinks that they're better than you you know when somebody gives you a look and it's just dismissive and rude and you can instantly tell that they think that you're a moron that's the look that this kid is giving everybody Anyways, this kid gets all checked in and he walks over and he like reaches out his hand to shake our hand Keep in mind. We're like 10 or 11, you know So everybody kind of looks at him weird and he says well I'm not gonna say his real name just because I don't know I, I just always change the names in these stories I'm gonna name him Reginald because that just sounds like the type of kid that eats $700 mustard and like wants to punch you in the face anytime anyone mentions anything that even sounds vaguely poor like mm, The dollar store and he just has an involuntary reaction where he punches you because he hates poor people like th That's the type of air he gives off so he comes over and he reaches out and shakes her and he's like mm, Hello, I'm Reginald and my mother wants me to know what the normal class is like so she's making me come here in the summer and when you meet someone, just a general tip, saying that, like, mm, my mom wants me to know the lower class, so I'll hang out with you friends. It's like, it's just not a very good way of, like, you know, making friends. So, whatever, everybody's like, hey, nice to meet you, Reginald, because kids, honestly, aren't very rude at first. Like, in retrospect, this kid was being a jerk, but, you know, everybody's just talking to him. And one of the kids who's, like, hanging out in our little group, whose name was Freddy, and he was pretty cool, and he, like, really liked cars... Um, he knew what the car was, so he's like, oh my god, is that a Rolls Royce? Like, that's so cool, oh, is it, is it awesome to ride in, you know? And this kid gets this, like, smirk on his face, and this is when everybody realizes that we're not gonna like this kid. He looks at Freddy in the face, who is complimenting his car and being like, wow, it's so cool, I bet you it's fun to ride, and he looks at him and goes, yeah, but you'll probably never be able to afford anything like that anyways, so it's not like it matters. Bro, at 11 years old, this man is claiming that Freddy's never gonna be able to afford anything. How in the world do you know what anyone's gonna do at 11? At 11, bro, everyone probably thought that I was gonna end up, like, filling gas in cars in New Jersey, and now I'm a YouTuber. Crazy stuff happens sometimes. I mean, I was eating glue. Like, I can't be surprised that people didn't expect much from me, but what I'm saying is, this homeboy telling an 11-year-old that he'll never afford a nice car is crazy. And it also shows what his parents are like, you know, like, now remember, son, when you meet poor people, you have to, uh, make fun of them and tell them that their dreams are stupid, so that way they never get any ideas. 
And it wasn't even like we were in a poor neighborhood, you know? Like, Freddy did not strike me as a kid that was uh, scrounging for table scraps. He just seemed like a normal kid. Oh, yes, you middle-class people are morons. Like, yeah, okay, am I ever gonna own a Rolls-Royce? No, it's cool. But if I'm complimenting your car and just being nice, you don't have to tell me that I'm poor back. Like, that's just a little unnecessary. So, Reginald, uh... Immediately is kind of on the crap list. Nobody really vibes with him because he's just kind of mean. And any time that he has any excuse to bring up the fact that he's better than us, he would. Like, uh, the first day, again, we're eating lunch and he's just kind of standing in the corner by himself like a weirdo. Like, only weird people eat lunch in the corner, for sure. Uh, I, I used to. So he's standing in the corner eating lunch alone like a weirdo, and like, he's just giving me dirty looks, which is weird. I haven't even said more than like, hi to this kid, and he's just staring at me, giving me this death stare that's like, Hmm, I don't know who you are, but I don't like you. It's not, not a fan of your face. I hope it gets hit by a car. Like, he's just giving me this dirty look, and he's in the corner by himself eating, so I'm just eating with my friends, and uh, I'm giving him dirty looks back, because I'm not gonna lie, even 11-year-old me was like, I don't take no disrespect out here on the streets! Uh, it might have been a rec center summer camp, but that's as close to the streets as I ever got, so uh, it was pretty serious to me. So, I'm giving him dirty looks back, and one of the camp counselors, who's like 16, mind you, uh, walks over to him and is like, Oh, are you, like, eating lunch alone? That's so sad. Here, come with me. And walks him over to our table with, like, me and my summer camp friends, right? And is like, can he sit with you? And, uh, obviously, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell this, like, camp counselor, like, nah, man, this kid smells like ball sack and vinegar dressing. Like, of course, I'm, I'm gonna be, like, yeah, sure, I'm 11, I don't really know a lot. Plus, sharing is caring or whatever. I think I remembered more Barney episodes when I was younger than I do now, so I'm sure some part of me was, like, just trying to be a little bit of a good person. So, he sits down, and I think I was eating, like, some reheated pizza or something, which I will say, as Mac Miller once said, Kool-Aid and frozen pizza bangs. I warm mine up personally just because frozen pizza I don't know you get sick of it after a while but I'm eating some pizza and he looks at it, he's like oh is that American pizza and he says it as if you know American pizza is disgusting which say what you want but Americans know how to make fat disgusting junk food okay you can diss Americans for being obese that's cool but us Americans know how to make some pretty mean food, and Americanized pizza is good. Domino's bangs for a reason, you know? That's just the reality of the situation. So, I'm like, yeah, it's American pizza, because I'm 11, what other type of pizza would I have? Do you really think my parents are hopping on a private jet, flying to Italy, picking up a pizza for the boys to eat at, you know, summer camp tomorrow? Of course it's American pizza. Where the hell would I get any other type of pizza? So I say, yes, it's American pizza, and he looks at me and is like, yeah, when I went to Italy, I had, like, real Italian pizza, and once you get used to that, this, like, disgusting cheap American stuff just isn't that good. Uh, we're at 10 minutes, so I'm gonna have to ask you nicely, too. If you're enjoying the video so far, if you could press the like button and comment, like, I don't know, uh, what you think of this douchey rich kid so far, I would really appreciate it. It just helps the video do better, and, uh, I I'm really trying to hit, like, 2 mil subs on both channels, so if you could like and comment, I'd appreciate it. It just helps me do better. Which, first of all, uh, R Reginald, nobody cares that you went to Italy, bro. Good for you. Congratulations. What did you do? See, see some museums and stuff? That's great. Trust me, I want to go to Italy one day too but I'm 11 do you even fully appreciate Italy when you're 11 like your mom's like oh my god these stairs are 700 years old you're like well I'm 10 I have no concept of time I have no idea if that's a long time because I'm 10 that's 70 of me like I, I just I'm you can't understand like 
You can't understand it as good when you're 10, you know? So he's trying to flex on me and my American pizza. And I'm going to say it. You know what? Apparently, Italian pizza's sauce isn't as sweet and their dough isn't as thick. So I, I'm going to say it. I like American pizza. And if that makes me terrible, then guess what? At least I'm terrible in the best country on earth. USA. USA. So whatever. Reginald is lecturing me about how apparently I'm a disgusting American for eating American pizza or whatever. And so... Even back then, my tolerance for bullcrap uh, has never been extremely high. So I look at him while he's telling me about Italy, and I just go, can you shut up? And his face just, like, turns. He's like, what did you just say to me? You know, all snooty as if he's superior. And I'm like, can you shut up? And he's like, who do you think you are to talk to me this way? Which, listen, that might be a good line when you're like a 45-year-old and a 10-year-old tells you to shut up. But when you're both 10, who do you think you are is just a really crappy line because it's a, I don't know, we're both kids and you're talking a lot, so I'm telling you to shut up. It's not that complicated. So he's being all sassy. He's like, I'm going to tell on you, which... Keep in mind, everybody running the summer camp is like 16 and doesn't care if you tell people to shut up. So I tell him, go for it, bro. I don't care. So he, you know, does this like slither away. You know what he kind of reminds me of, honestly, in the way he moves and like the way he acted? The bad guy from the first Monsters, Inc., Randall, like the slithery little crap head that would change his color based upon what was going on. That's who he low-key acted like. And I'm just saying, if your nearest personality twin is a Disney villain that was like trying to kidnap a child, maybe you should rework your personality because it might not be that good. This kid never got the memo. So he goes up to these like people running the summer camp and he snitches on me, which, you know, as I say, have said multiple times in my videos in the infamous words of Little Skies, I ain't folding under pressure. I ain't switching for no hoe. I ain't talking to no cop and I ain't telling on my bros. And sure enough, he snitches. He told on the bros. Violated rule number one, and he says that I told him to shut up. But as he's telling them that I told him to shut up, he starts crying. Keep in mind, listen, we're young, but like, bruh, if you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. How are you going to call me a stupid fat American and then cry like a little baby whenever I tell you to shut up? I'm just saying, that seems a little uh, BS to me. So he's crying, and obviously every girl-like person in charge is now like, oh my god, look at this little kid crying, it's so sad. And I see him turn and point at me, like dead at me. And all the girls look all disappointed, you know, and they come over to me, they're like, why would you tell him to shut up? You know he's new, that probably really hurt his feelings so they tell me that I need to apologize because like it's against the rules to bully people and you know I have to be more considerate of other people's feelings and I try to explain myself and go well he's making fun of us for being poor and eating American pizza like I just told him to shut up because I don't care that he's been to Italy I don't understand why that's mean and I'm not going to apologize. And they're like, well, you need to apologize. And I put my foot down. I'm like, no, I don't care that this 16-year-old is bossing me around. I'm, I'm not even kidding. One of these girls that used to teach me has slid into my DMs since I became a YouTuber. So there's no way that I'm listening to them. Like, dog, you guys are not older, uh, old enough compared to me to tell me what to do. So no, I'm not going to apologize. If this kid's being a jerk, he deserved to get told to shut up. So they basically are like, well, if you don't apologize, then we're calling your parents and you can't come back for two days because you're breaking the bullying rules. And I'm like, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do, because I'm not apologizing. And since then, I've learned something that you got to do in life sometimes. Sometimes it's easier to apologize, even if you're not in the wrong, to just like make life easier. OK, but I, I was not going to apologize to this kid for saying what I said, because honestly, I'd tell it again. If he somehow found this video, shut up again.
Don't, whatever you're saying, you're not even talking right now, you're watching this, but shut your mouth. So, uh, I don't apologize, he's still crying. They call my parents, they send my grandma to pick me up, and they're like, well, you have to spend the next three days at grandma's because, you know, we have nowhere else to send you, and like, after that, you can go back to the summer camp thing. So, I'm like, ugh, fine. So, I'm at my grandma's house for three days, and the entire time, I'm like, plotting my revenge, bro, this kid that got me screwed. And I love my grandma, don't get me wrong, I, I really do love my grandma. But when you're 11, hanging out with, like, a 75-year-old German woman just is not always the vibe, dog. Like, she's asking me to play gin rummy. I don't even know how to read yet. Like, it's just not a vibe. So, the entire time, I'm just stewing. I'm like, mm, stupid kid made me get, get in trouble. I didn't want to apologize. It's his fault. He was the one starting beef. Like, I'm annoyed this whole time. And you can't blame me. What do you, what do you want me to do? Like, obviously, I'm going to be annoyed at this guy who uh, got me in trouble and kicked out of the place where I was having all this fun. So... Uh, I, I talked to my grandma about it because we're eating lunch and she asked me, she's like, what's bugging you? Because I'm picking out my sandwich. I'm all annoyed. And I basically tell her, I'm like, well, um, this is what happened. This kid, you know, was causing all these problems. So I told him to shut up and I got in trouble. And she basically tells me, she's like, oh, well, if he's bullying you, then the only thing you can do is like, you know, try to fight him. And I know what you're thinking. That doesn't sound like very grandma-y advice, but I call her Oma. She's from Germany. She was born in Germany in 1939. Her first six years were in World War II, so she's just a little tougher than most. She has a different way of viewing things, and she's like, if this kid is gonna be like that and snitch and cry, uh, then you might as well give him a reason to cry. And I'm like, hmm, okay. 11-year-old me, you know, is like, all right, look at my sage old wizard of a grandma giving me this valuable life advice, you know? And uh, obviously, like, I don't add advocate for fighting people. Don't ever do that. But if you really have a bully that won't leave you alone, sometimes the only way to take care of it is to roast them back. Like if somebody, let's say you've got glasses and somebody's always like, oh, four eyes, four eyes. Oh my God, four eyes. And they're being relentless and won't leave you alone. And it bugs you. The best way the best way to get them to leave you alone is to be like, yeah, I might have four eyes, but at least I know who my dad is, Billy, okay? I guarantee you, once you do that, they're dropping it. They're not gonna make fun of you anymore. So, my grandma is like, yeah, if he's got a problem, then, you know, if he's gonna have a problem regardless, then you might as well give him something to have a problem about. And I'm like, yeah. So, after three days of playing cards with my grandma, uh, you know, I, I get sent back to camp, and I pull up ready to go. Like, you know that Kevin Hart joke where he goes to the teacher and he walks in all hyped because he gets to swear at the teacher? That's low-key how I'm feeling. I'm not going to swear, obviously, because uh, Susan is watching this. Please don't demonetize me. Please, please, Susan. My kids are starving. I, I really need this. And my grandma was also the one to drop me off. And on the way there, dude, she's like playing hype up rap music. But she tells me, don't try to start a fight with him. But like, if he's going to have a problem, then you do what you got to do. And, and I'll come pick you up if there's a problem. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's right. 11-year-old me all hyped. You know, I'm like doing push-ups, doing push-ups on the field just to get a little pump on in case he wants to fight. Um, and that day, like the rec center has a pool attached and it's a pool day and pool days are the best because there was a water slide and like 11 year old me, you know, is amped. It's like, oh my God, it's a pool day. I'm going to go down the water slide and this kid's going to catch my hands. Like we, we got a, we got a multi-step day going on. Everything is fantastic. I really don't know how the sun cannot be shining this bright every day. This is what life was made to be. So I pull up to my crew, my little crew that I was hanging out with before, and they're like, yo, Ryan, we missed you. That Reginald kid is a pain in the butt. Like, he's just been making fun of everybody, but he always cries whenever you do anything back, and, like, it's just been a pain. And I'm like, yeah, well, don't worry, bro, because if he starts anything today, papa, I'm... That's me fighting, by the way. Like, that's, that's my fighting noises. So... 
Uh, my friends are like, yo, that's sick. So it's pool day, like I said. So we hop in our swim trunks. We change in the bathroom. Not together, obviously, because that would be weird. But you, you're picking up what I'm putting down. So we change in the bathroom, and we go, and, like, we're waiting in line for the slide. And Reginald happens to be, like, two spots in front of us. And the entire time, he's, like, loudly talking to his little group of friends about how, you know, some people just shouldn't be allowed back. Because if I wasn't the only person that got sent home for a couple days, like, he's obviously saying it loud just so I can hear it, and I'm just, you know, keeping my mouth shut, I don't want to cause a problem, obviously, I'd prefer to not get in trouble, but, hey, Omar told me what Omar told me, if something goes down, I, I, no disrespect on these streets, this is the closest thing to the streets that I have, okay, when I listen to Chief Keith, I think about 11-year-old me on a water slide, I don't think about running the streets, you gotta let me have this one, so whatever, we go down the water slide, I have my fun, and when I get to the bottom of the water slide, because I was like first in my group, before the rest of my group is there to back me up, him and his boys like start pressing me right in the pool underneath the water slide like they start pushing me and being like what 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 you gonna do about it and i'm like oh here we go so i start pushing them back and obviously two 11 year olds like just pushing each other in the water with like their heads barely sticking up out of the water just looks ridiculous so nobody really knows that there's like a little fight going on but we're pushing each other back and forth and my friend comes down and uh, it's the kid who can burp and fart on command by the way that's that's gonna be important there's a reason i mentioned that earlier so Something you need to know about Reginald is because he's, like, raised by, I don't know, people that buy art or whatever, like, he definitely, definitely has a weak stomach, he's very picky, he didn't have a very, like, tough childhood, his mom and dad made her, never made him eat vegetables that were gross, he always had, like, oh, my chef made creme brulee broccoli, like, I'm sure it was great in his house, good for him, he had good food, so... Uh, we noticed that he had a weak stomach, and my friend comes down, and he sees us pushing, and he comes over, and he starts pushing, and at this point, Reginald is like, we're taking this out of the pool, and I'm like, all right, bet, so we climb out of the pool on this ladder, and we all take turns, by the way, we don't all climb up the ladder at once, we were gentlemen about the combat that was about to go down, and now I'm up in Reginald's face again, I'm pushing him, I'm like, what, what, and he's pushing me back, but we're both afraid to throw the first punch, you know, like, neither of us wants to be the person that gets in trouble for this, and my friend who can burp and fart on command is standing there and Reginald looks at him and is like oh you had to bring your trashy back up to save you like I don't know where this 10 year old had learned all these words to call people trashy and stuff but he calls my friend that can burp and fart on command trashy he's like oh you had to bring your trashy friend with you you couldn't take me by yourself and at that point I think my friend had had enough and he turns around and just pulls down his pants and bare booty farts on Reginald bro like bare booty farts on Reginald and Reginald like almost goes cross-eyed and the next thing out of his mouth is just ah and he starts gagging and as he's gagging he turns away from the butt that has just farted on him and vomits into the pool right at the bottom of the water slide and to make matters worse so it's just kind of like floating in the pool somebody else comes down the slide like right into the vomit straight just the most beautiful thing you've ever seen i didn't know that it was possible to have such a weak stomach that somebody like farting can make you throw up but he yaks in to the pool which you know definitely does not pass the vibe check for most people i'm assuming I, I feel like a lot of people are not trying to swim with barf the lifeguards blow the whistle they have to shut down the pool he's crying now after he's vomited he like had to hit the double whammy you know oh i'm crying and 
I just vomited in the pool. And my friend is laughing hysterically on the ground because he just made this kid throw up with a fart. I'm laughing hysterically, like, on the floor because what am I supposed to do? How often am I going to see this? And his friends are even, like, trying to hold back their laughter. And he's just crying. Oh, my God, that's so disgusting. Oh, my God. You know, freaking out that somebody farted on him, which, like, obviously it's disgusting. I'm not going to lie. But considering Homeboy was about to try to fight me, he really did defuse the situation in the most non-violent way possible. Like, realistically, breaking up a fight with a fart is kind of a heroic move, you know? It's pretty impressive to have bowels that stinky. And we're only there for like 30 seconds before the people running the summer camp and the lifeguards that were like, sometimes the same people come over and are like, what happened, you know? And he's crying and he farted on me and I threw up. Like, you know, just the, the little kids sobbing when they're trying to explain what just happened. And me and my friend are laughing. They're asking us what went down. And like I said, we're just laughing. We can't help it. Like... I don't know what you want me to explain. He told you what happened. So everybody's laughing hysterically. So they separate us and put us in like these little clear rooms that were, you know, 10 feet apart, like almost like a bigger penalty box than the NHL. They had three of them. They were like clear conference rooms and they put us each in one and we're like, until you guys calm down and we get to the bottom of this, you guys are going to sit in here, you know, no funny business. Like, I don't want to see any goofing off or talking to each other. Do you understand? And obviously me and my friend are smiling. We're like, yeah, sure. We won't talk. And we're all sitting here in like these glass rooms. And I look over and homeboy McDouchalot, who has just uh, barfed in the pool, is sitting there giving me a dirty look through the glass. And listen, you can give me a dirty look, man. I'm not the one who farted on you and made you throw up. It's not like it's my bad. And uh, about an hour later, after sitting in timeout for an hour, like the, the director of the program, I had been escalated. This person was maybe 20, you know, not a 16-year-old. They come and get me, and they basically ask me to explain what happened. And I don't lie. I tell them the truth from the beginning. You know, I tell them about the shoving in the pool. And they're basically like, all right, well, Reginald has gotten his deposit back. His mom and dad don't want him to come here anymore uh, because of the little stunt that you guys pulled. So he's not going to be here anymore. You just got back from suspension. I'm not going to suspend you again because if you get suspended twice, you can't come back. So you and your friend just have to be sure to, like, not do anything like this again. No more fighting. And... I didn't have beef with anybody except for Reginald. He was, like, the only person I beefed with. And I was like, yeah, all right, deal. And the rest of the summer, I didn't have issues with anybody because, surprisingly, if you're not calling me poor and stupid and telling my friends that their dreams are dumb, I don't have a giant reason to want to push you in the pool, and my friends don't have a reason to want to fart on you. So... You're pretty safe. It's not like it was something that we were really going around doing on the daily in summer camp anyways. Even though if we did, that would definitely be another story time that would end up with me in prison. But uh, on that note, guys, that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did, you really should press the like button. This was a long video, a really long video, and uh, it, it took a lot of time to make. So if you could press the like button, I'd appreciate it. Like, look, we're at, we're at 26 minutes of just recording. No editing, no retakes, just raw recording. So. So press the like button and comment. It really does help out the channel. If you've made it this far in the video, go ahead and comment Reginald down below. And uh, let, let's see how many people actually made it to the end of this because I highly doubt it's going to happen. Other than that, if you really want to support the channel, a link to the merch store will be down below. And you should definitely, definitely go check that out. It's pretty sick. New merch coming soon too. Today's notification shout out goes to KS21. A big thank you for having on those notifications. If you want a notification shout out, turn it on. Send a screenshot to my Instagram at 
Scrubby and follow me on Twitter at Scrubby underscore 69. On that note, guys, I'll see you guys next time with another video. Don't get anyone pregnant. If you do, make sure they're hot. And uh, remember, don't be a douchey rich kid at summer camp that eventually barfs in a pool because then you're just not a vibe and I'll make a video about you. Yeah, and that's really all there is to it. And uh, I hope everybody has a beautiful, beautiful quarantine. Happy May. Bye.